0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host is my friend Shan. Good morning. And today we're discussing chapter 40 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. Fanny's still in Portsmouth. It's another chapter where not a lot happens, but she grows a lot. She gets a letter from Miss Crawford, which is quite painful, she buys a knife for Betsy so that she'll stop selling Susan's one. She realizes that Susan is actually great, makes friends with her, gets a subscription to a library, and hears that Edmund is on his way to London and is trying to hide from that. Because of course when he goes to London he's supposed to get engaged to Miss Crawford. It's another really short chapter these chapters feel more intimate. We get to see more inside Fanny's feelings and her mind. And Sean was saying that we get to see her maturing in this period.
1: I think so. The act of taking out a subscription at a library is an act of an adult. She's independent for the in first independence. time. And other people, by her choices, will see you know, her intellectual and cultural choices. Because
0: it's there on paper. She has borrowed these books from a public subscription mm. library. I think finding good in Susan is also a sign of that growing maturity because she's quite friendless until she picks up Susan as a friend. She saw nobody in whose favour she could wish to overcome her own shyness and reserve amongst the acquaintance of her parents. And they think, all the people think, she has ears. She's been bred out of her own society now. Yes.
1: This is one of the challenges you have with the class system. They don't like people moving classes. The introduction of the middle class was something quite unique. But between the sort of the working class and the upper class, there was no movement. Getting an education was seen as getting above yourself.
0: So think of it as the what we would refer to now as the tall poppy syndrome. What about Mrs. Price? Her sisters married into gentry. Did she really marry down? Yes. That's why Mrs Norris was so angry. She married to disoblige her
1: family? Yes. She was a very attractive woman. Her other sister had married this extremely eligible baronet. She threw herself away on a lieutenant who, there's no evidence at that point that he was seen as having any form of potential, as if he might become a captain or an admiral,
0: didn't seem to have had the contacts. They were the Miss Wards, and we aren't given much about their family, except that their uncle is a lawyer, and that Miss Mariah, who is now Lady Bertram, had 7,000 pounds.
1: Which so, is a reasonable amount of, for a dowry. Not a lot, but a reasonable. Makes her relatively eligible, but would not necessarily have made her eligible for the baron, for Sir
0: Thomas. No, when you consider that the woman that Wickham chases in Pride and Prejudice is 10000 It makes me wonder what status the wards were, because we never told that they're gentry. Her uncle is a lawyer, but that doesn't mean that her father isn't a gentleman. That her uncle didn't inherit, so therefore went to exactly. become a lawyer. So they probably were gentry, because that's how Mrs Norris also married the clergyman and everything and had the education the background. So they would have been gentry, but they wouldn't have been upper gentry. And they would have had £21,000, because presumably the three, the three daughters would, would have had 7000 equal. But see, it's, it's always acceptable for women to marry up. It's much less acceptable for women to marry down. So Fanny... Marrying Edmund is acceptable because she's marrying up. But then we see perhaps the parallel of Miss Crawford marrying Edmund and seeing it as a step down. Because although he is the son of a baronet, he's a clergyman. Yes, and he's He's, not going to inherit. He's still a gentleman, but he's not quite the same rank.
1: He's gentry, and he doesn't own land. Mm. From her mother's acquaintances and all the other young women there, they have nothing they can talk to her about. She's not a lively conversationalist. And to many people,
0: people concede that shyness as being superiority. We have the same thing in Pride and Prejudice with Miss Darcy. They assume that she's proud, but she's actually just really shy. Yes. But it's lovely that she realises Susan's worth. Susan saw that much was wrong at home and wanted to set it right. And that way, she and Fanny are really similar. They both want to be useful and they want to make things right and good and Fanny resolves to give occasional hints to Susan about how to be better and then she receives the blessing of affection in return and hopes to be useful to a mind so much in need of help. And it comes back to this
1: need to be useful again and that's very much Fanny's personality.
0: It's part of her worth that she adds value to other people rather than value to herself. She recognises that Susan was brought up in the midst of negligence and error and is surprised that she should have formed such proper opinions of what ought to be. In this bit, I laughed when I read, she who had no cousin Edmund to direct her thoughts or fix her principles. <laughs> Fanny is very aware of the role that Edmund has taken in forming her mind.
1: If she'd been left abandoned, if he'd ignored her,
0: what would she have been in that family? She would have almost been personless. She just would have run errands for Lady Bertram. Yes. Been bullied by
1: Mrs Norris. The two older girls would have just used her as well. She would have had nothing, less than nothing. She'd almost been nothing. Yes. She'd have been a cipher. And she was 10, remember, so she was younger than Susan, who's 14 here. She would have been completely lost in the house, but she didn't. She had Edmund, who educated her, opened her mind to this wider thing by introducing her to books, to thoughts. Susan's had a lot more exposure by nature of where she
0: lives. In many ways, she's much more worldly. Edmund also gave Fanny affection, which it seems like no one in the house will be giving Susan.
1: She's at that terrible age where she's not the spoiled baby like Betsy is, but she's not a boy, which is really, in those days, the only thing that mattered.
0: She's probably desperate for a fiction.
1: And wouldn't necessarily know it. But she does know she wants more than what she's seeing there. She sees what could be. Now, where she's learnt all this from is interesting. We don't hear from
0: that. But she does have a sense of right what's not right. I think this is the nature versus nurture debate. This is potentially just part of Susan's nature.
1: Yes, this could well be. Presumably, she's seen that the house is a shambles, there's no peace and quiet. She has no right to her own property.
0: Fanny refers to her stay in Portsmouth as her exile from good society. (laughs) So she's actually looking forward to letters from Miss Crawford, which she used to think an evil. The letter eventually comes and it's revealed that the reason there has been such a lapse, not only because Fanny is not with Edmund, but Henry is not with Mary, to remind her to write to Fanny. Miss Crawford mentions seeing the cousins. Oh, that must have been. Dear Julia and dearest Mrs Rushworth, we seemed very glad to see each other, and I do really think we were a little. We talked previously about Miss Crawford's other friendships and how they're not real, deep friendships. They're quite surface. They're social friendships, so she doesn't have people she can rely on. But Mariah and Julia have never really experienced those. They've been stuck in the country. They've had each other, even though they also have a lot of spats, but potentially to them, their relationship with Miss Crawford was a real friendship. They were actually... Looking forward to seeing her. And Miss Crawford was potentially surprised herself at being uh-huh. happy to see them because she's not used to that. She's not used to caring about people to the same level. But she is a bit mean about Mrs Rushworth. It's obvious somehow that the sisters have been informed that Henry wants to marry Fanny and says, Julie was in the best looks of the two, at least after you were spoken of. I can't believe she's writing to Fanny, it's so inappropriate. I know, she's oblivious. She goes on to say that... Mrs. Rushworth has a fancy house. Henry could not have afforded her such a house. I hope she will recollect it. Which actually is very unfair. It wasn't as if she rejected
1: Henry Crawford.
0: Miss Crawford is pointing out, obviously, Mrs. Rushworth is not over it because she's uncomfortable at this point. could argue that that makes it all the more inappropriate to talk about.
1: Basically, Mariah has an obsession with Henry Crawford. And it's particularly worse when she's realising now that the money is not compensating.
0: He's not hard enough, or smart enough, or charming enough. He might be rich enough, but he's lacking in almost every other area. Yes, I would hardly call him totally
1: unpleasant because he doesn't seem to be... Well, actually, he does talk quite a lot about hunting, if I remember rightly, doesn't he? He doesn't seem to have many charms about it apart from his money. And, of course, his dominating mother...
0: Though she does take herself off to Bath.
1: She does take herself off to Bath. Mariah had been a different person. She could have worked on Mr Rushworth.
0: To be the, domine-
1: to be the domineering
0: wife. did not
1: say Oh dear, I don't really think I want those visions of Mr Rushworth in bondage. I yep, think can get they're... rid of those. <laughs>
0: Yates is mentioned again and he is still showing attentions to Julia. But Mary says that she ought to do better. I have to say, Mr Yates has been constant. He seems to actually care about Julia. And And he did. He's a lightweight, but uh, he's not playing around with her feelings at all. Then we have the knife. Which I still think is such a weird storyline. Could it not be like a mirror or a comb rather than a knife? I don't think we're thinking of a stabbing instrument. I know, but I still want it to be a dagger. Fanny second-guesses herself a lot before actually spending the money. You know, a
1: fork was actually a recent invention. How recent? For dining. I don't know, sixteen, seventeen hundred, or something like that. Hmm. You know, people used to use the dagger to cut the food up. They didn't used to eat necessarily daintily. They'd have a spoon...
0: Fanny's really unsure of whether it's going to be seen as pretentious of her spending her money. Susan's really concerned that when she does, that it's Fanny reprimanding her. But Betsy handsomely declared that now she had got a knife so much prettier than Susan's one, she should never want that one again. And it gets rid of one of the biggest arguments that's been ongoing in the house. Yes. Fanny actually makes a noticeable difference. Suddenly it's like, ooh, this
1: was a little thing, but boy big
0: difference.
1: And it's also very much the start of the relationship with Susan when Susan expresses her fear that she was being reprimanded.
0: Because Susan has a much more open temper than Fanny, she can say this is what I'm feeling. Fanny doesn't do that. That's right. But because she opened herself up and said I'm really worried you think I'm a horrible person because I fought with my sister. It gives Fanny the opportunity to say no, I never thought that.
1: We have to remember Fanny's scene. Mariah and Julia fight her sisters. So she knows it happens, even though she herself never did any fighting or standing up for herself.
0: She wouldn't have made a judgment call in the same way, and she would have seen the unfairness. So she and Susan form a little team and create their own little oasis upstairs, cold like the East Room, Mm -hmm. but peaceful, and Susan's starting to learn to be quiet and enjoy the quiet. Because she does lean a little into that bustle. Probably because that's what she's been raised with and she thinks it's normal. Well, also, in an environment like that, if you don't speak up, you're completely lost. Mm. Which Fanny would have been. Yeah. I particularly love this line and I'm surprised I have never seen it reproduced elsewhere. Wealth is luxurious and daring. Fanny has money that her uncle gave her for this trip. And because of that, she can subscribe to a library libraries weren't provided by local government as they are these days they were subscription services and you could go and borrow books and take them back and they were often called circulating libraries circulating libraries or subscription libraries or subscription to be a renter a chooser of books and to be having anyone's improvement and view in her choice i get to be the grown-up i get to choose the books and i get to do what edmund did for me for someone else she's so excited
1: this experience for all it's traumatic is giving Fanny an opportunity to grow, to become that adult, and to have a certain independence that up until now she's never felt that she could express
0: Well, particularly because of family dynamics in that time, until such a point as she leaves her father's or her uncle's house, she is subject to them Because she's now somewhere in between, she may be living at her father's house but she's not really under his authority, she's not directly under her uncle's authority. This is the first time she really gets to be an independent being. It's quite exciting to read of it. It's nice to find something positive in her stay in Portsmouth because I've always thought of this as just a really dark, painful period in the book. And again,
1: I think it often is because of The time constraints when it's put into film don't allow for these subtleties to come through.
0: Another point of brightness in reading this chapter is you could see how suited Susan is going to be to her future role at Mansfield, how well she's going to fit in, and how great it's going to be for her Mm. that she gets to have a happy ending too, and she gets to be valued for who she is. You can see her a little bit potentially taking over some of Mrs Norris's role, not in the being annoying as fuck.
1: But being in the assertive. Yes. So absolutely she will. She will definitely do that. So she'll do all of those things that do still need to be done, which means that Lady Bertram can still live a relaxed lifestyle. She won't have the meanness. Susan's not a mean character.
0: The chapter ends on a somewhat sad note. Fanny learns that Edmund has gone to London from her aunt. She's still having letters from her aunt. And she is in daily terror of the postman's knock because, you remember, he's promised to write to her when he and Miss Crawford get engaged. If reading could banish the idea for even half an hour, it was something gained. She's reading to escape. And we all know that, don't we? This is why we read Jane Austen.
1: (laughs) I'm finding more in this reading than I have for a long time because we are reading it at a completely different level. I'm seeing the relationships which I never noticed before. Susan just sort of like appeared out of almost thin air,
0: whereas I'm seeing a lot more. I think reading it one chapter at a time, really taking the time to look at what's said and to discuss it does make you appreciate it that much more. You read more just for the storyline, but there's a lot more depth than just what happens. There are all those lovely relationships, and there's the wordplay and some beautiful turns of phrase, which you completely miss when you're like, what happens next? Mm. Yeah, I think that's the difference. This reading is not about what happens next.
1: No, you're actually very much in the moment of that reading, of that chapter.
0: That is our summary of Chapter 40 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francesduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of...